So, first podcast slash conversation with myself. Welcome to episode one of The Taste. I'll go into the name properly in a sec, but now I'm just going to start with a quick introduction in case you want to know what this is that you've stumbled into, this whole of the internet, either on accident or on purpose. Stick around. Maybe make yourself a cuppa. I hope not to waste your time on and maybe fill this downtime with something somewhat interesting to listen to. So introductions go as this. I'm Gab. You may know me well or a bit or not at all. Most likely the first option because if you're listening to this, this is episode one and I'll probably get my top five mates as listeners if I'm lucky. If you need clarification on anything about me as insight into into what I'm talking about, backstories, etc., drop me a comment or stalk me on the socials. I'll only block you out if you're a wet blanket or a salad fingers level creeper. Uh, So I started this podcast channel to do something I enjoy and in an ideal world can potentially make a living off one day. Also in an ideal world, maybe one day I can have a fellow legend to do this with, which will involve top quality, back and forth, undeniable banter as I reckon I might get a bit lonely here on my own after a while. Anyway, I'm going to call this the taste because I generally think taste is a great descriptive word and it's really why we're all hearing it because we've got similar tastes. It'll hopefully be a once a week thing if I have the time and it'll take approximately 15 minutes out of your day to listen to. This one will probably be a little bit longer because unlike usual first times, this one won't be over in 30 seconds and will hopefully be a bit more pleasant. It's mostly going to involve yarns about something in particular worth talking about. And I'm also going to throw in extras like song slash word of the week, fun facts that may pleasantly surprise you, emphasis on the May, and also recommended destinations since a lot of these yarns will be about travel as that is what I'm currently doing with my life. If you already just like the sound of my voice, then please exit promptly. I won't be offended. But if what I've said so far has got you at all intrigued, please do stick around. I'll try my best not to waste your time and you might even end up liking it. So speaking of those side platters I mentioned earlier, let's start off with Song of the Week. The song of the week for episode one of The Taste is Tato by Masego, or Masego, not sure how you mention it, featuring FKJ from the album titled Lady Lay Day. Here's a snippet. Isn't it just the grooviest? Um, my good friend James Nicholson showed it to me on YouTube a month ago and it made it onto my heavy rotation playlist because it's that good. So that was Tado, Tado, T-A-D-O-W by Missigo featuring F-K-G from Lady Lady album. 
Um, the song of the week segment could be anything. I have a super broad taste in music, which spans right from the 1960s until right now. Thanks to my dad plugging me into Radio Haldarki almost as soon as I'd exited the womb. But what all of my favorite music includes is an absolutely popping beat because that's the foundation, right? While we're on the topic of song of the week, you should know that music is like a body part to me. It will influence this podcast a lot. If I imagine life without music, it genuinely frightens me to, to my core and makes me feel quite physically ill because life would be so incredibly boring with no music. So please take this recording as permission to gently smother me with a pillow if I ever lose my ears in some sort of freak accident. Moving on to the topic of the cherry popping of this weekly babble, I'm going to start off with a topic that is the title of countless vlogs and articles I see all over social media that often make me want to stick an eye from my toaster because they're so... They're either so poorly written or very unrealistic. Usually because the blogger is a girl who has been given $15,000 from her parents to see the world but ends up just staying in five-star resorts the entire time whilst nursing a sprained thumb injury from swiping so much on Tinder all the while Instagramming everything and anything which will make her 5,000 followers swoon and blogging daily about how she's found herself and that she's living her best life. Nothing wrong with that. Something's wrong with that, actually, but each to their own. And I'm not about to preach that what I have to say is any better than that, but I hope it will at least be realistic for most people that go traveling in their 20s. The topic is traveling as a solo and single female, and I'm going to chat about it here because it's all I've done for the last nine months and because the topic is kind of a current affair considering considering like recent events in New Zealand and Morocco. Firstly, I'll start by saying that it's okay to feel frightened and upset about what happened to Grace Mullane and the two Norwegian tourists who were brutally murdered in Morocco. I definitely did. I I was a bit of a mess when I found out what happened to Grace and I flaked on two Tinder dates and checked my locks twice before going to bed for quite a while. Um... And I was genuinely sad and grieved her death despite not even knowing her. It made me realise that anything can happen to anyone. And then so many articles referencing solo travel flooded my news feeds after both of the cases and particularly, 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 you should probably say correctly, one's warning young women against travelling alone. And the way I see it, yes, what happened to these three and so many others is undoubtedly horrific but that doesn't mean we should stop seeing the world because we don't have a traveling companion to protect us go and see the sights and do the things because fear will only make you bored some humans are just wired differently to others some enjoy hurting other people or animals some don't take no for an answer and some just really don't understand what is okay and what isn't And at the end of the day, if someone really wants to yell at you, attack you, or even kill you, a travel companion probably won't stop them. Some people would just yuck, to be honest. Um, But most people, most people are great. 
and I've met some great people on my travels, people who are very, very special to me. If you've been contemplating travel but are scared to actually do it because you're worried about what others might do, remember others' actions are out of your hands and there's nothing you can do to try and make, you can do but try to make good choices. Do whatever you want to do and take whatever you want to take and all that la-di-da funness because your choices make you you and there is no wrong way of doing life. God, I sound like an inspirational speaker that Massey High School would have hired for the day to put some attempt to put smiles on their students' faces while the teachers were too bothered, not too bothered to teach them. Um, but... Uh, Moving on to something less mundane, but still on the theme of travel, I think I'll chuck in some tips and advice for solo travel. Whether you're a guy or a girl, these are applicable and will hopefully help you on your adventures. One, number one, sign up to TransferWise and get a travel debit card. It'll make your life super swell and easy when moving around and you can add multiple currencies as it has the lowest conversion rate fee. Two, download City Mapper for when you're in main cities like London. It's an app which you say where you are and where you want to go and finds the easiest and literally all the possible routes on public transport or on Uber for you. Um, you can also set your home and your favorite places to make your life even easier. Three, common sense on this one, always check the number plate on the car you're about to hop into that matches the one you've booked in the app. I really shouldn't need to say why you should do that. Um, and four, don't be a dick. Nothing really matters. So don't have a tandy if the waiter forgot your chips or someone doesn't want to be your mate. That's life. Get over it. I'm also going to take this moment to slide my destination of the week into your ears and that has got to be the unexpected south coast of England, specifically a cool as place called Dirtledor, which is majestic, great name too, Dirtledor. Until going there, I was under the impression that England was all grey and damp because that's what people say when you say, I'm going to England. And they say, have fun in the greyness and the dampness. Sorry, Englanders, but that's what people think. But this place sparked joy in my heart, as that OCD clean lady on Netflix would say. Google image that right now. Dirtle door. And uh, you will not be disappointed and probably quite pleasantly surprised. Now time for my word of the week segment and uh, I'll start by saying I often come across words that I like the sound of or like the meaning of just in day-to-day life and I store them away in my brain or in my phone notes and use them whenever I get the chance. This week's word is fabacious and uh, it means bean-like interesting i saw it on the internet and i like the sound of it and also the definition heaps i'm a big fan of using metaphors and similes shout out to mrs wood and sage from messy high english 100 for introducing me to them because describing stuff is so much more fun when you use them so i like fabacious because it 
means bean like right but there are so many different types of beans that it could be used as a ruthless insult for example calling someone a broad bean or pinto bean not exactly nice but then also an absolutely cracking compliment like you're a string bean or you're a mung bean you're fabacious like a mung bean because mung beans are delicious they're the best kind of bean so if i say you're fabaciously mung bean like that actually that's like saying the word verbacious twice but you get you catch my drift if mung bean just mung beans they're delicious so that's a compliment multi-use word love it um if i haven't made you want to listen to this waffle on a weekly basis yet then hopefully my fun fact which isn't actually quite fun this one will snare you did you know did you know billy goats piss on their own heads to attract lady goats yeah I'm sure you have many burning questions such as how does one piss on their own head specifically with four legs how does that smell score a lady all of which I cannot answer unfortunately I am merely the messenger of this fact however I'm actually imagining how interesting it would be if human males did this and how strange it would be then again there's probably a ton of stuff human males do to try to get a chick's attention which Billy goats find extremely baffling, like saying anything but nothing in particular, even if it's rude, just so they can tell the boys that they talk to some chick. Classic. I'm going to wrap this overall new and strange experience up by saying thanks for listening to me talk crap for however, however long it has been. I've put my fingers in a lot of pies since leaving school four years ago. I've had like a hundred jobs, but never really enjoyed what I was doing got genuinely excited in the direction I was headed in until I decided to pursue podcasts slash radio maybe something will come out of this maybe something won't but at least it's fun cheers for listening and if you liked this then please let me know so it doesn't become some kind of sad imaginary friend project because that would just be quite sad yeah Drop a comment if that's possible. I don't know if it is. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the taste. Much love. Ciao.